Welcome to DreamX Trash Podcast. Hey, I'm Oscar, co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living and working in Japan with dreams of being more than an unknown writer. And I'm Jason, fellow co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living in Japan and tech and art enthusiast. And Jason, what do we do here? Well, Dreams X Trash is a podcast hosted by us, two Kenyans living in Japan. We have lived in Japan for a combined period of six years, six years, and English Jesus. teachers. Jesus is right. The conversations are a parasocial look at Japanese, Kenyan culture, society, history, philosophy, and a lot of bullshit that swirls around in our lives. I agree with that. And these conversations are a journey of us attempting to make sense of our lives, the world around us, and us trying to make something of what little knowledge we have. And we do have very little knowledge. And that journey starts right now. Hey, hey guys, another week, another podcast. But as Jason will say, it's not another week. It's actually been way more than a week, maybe a month or so since the last recording of our podcast. There are many reasons I could give as excuses as to why we have not been recording, but all that doesn't matter. But I can let you know this, that this week, Jason and I had planned to have a proper recording session with the two of us. Unfortunately, he got the dreaded, dreaded corona. You know what that means? That means that God is testing us. Are we willing to find another excuse? Are we going to make another excuse to stop this from happening? And just when I sat down and we talked to well, him, not face to face, but we contacted each other. And despite him not being able to do it because he's currently rather lethargic, we decided that it would be best if I go ahead and record one on my own. And we will see what happens from there. So, what do I have? on the roster of topics this week. So I'm going to start off with a little excerpt from a book called Empire of the Summer Moon. It's a book written by, excuse me for one second, S.C. Gwine. I hope I'm pronouncing the name right. Uh, the book is about Kwana Parker and the rise and fall of the Comanches, the most powerful in Indian tribe in American history. Well, the excerpt I'm going to read is so much about the power of the Comanches, the rise of the Texas Rangers, how the West was fought and won. It's not about none of this. It's rather about male society in the Comanche tribe. So the excerpt is found on page 51 of the book. And once again, the book is titled Empire of the Summer Moon. So here we go. Since discipline and authority were lacking at the tribal and band levels, one might accept that the power of the families and all clans made up for this. But here too, the Comanche was remarkably free of the usual social fetters. Though the family unit was clearly the basis of the band, the bands were never organized around a family group. No family is even the main force in the regulation of marriage. There were no clan organizations of any kind. A family could not prevent a daughter or son from marrying outside his or her band and could not even prevent a family member from leaving the band. There was no principle of heredity in leadership, which was based, based entirely on merit. The Comanche male was thus gloriously, astoundingly free. 
He was established no church, no organized religion, no priestlands, no military societies, no states, no police, no public law, no domineering clans or powerful families, no strict rules of personal behavior, nothing telling him he could not leave his band and join another one, nothing even telling me he could not abscond with his friend's wife, though he certainly would end up paying somewhere between one or one in ten horses for that indulgence, assuming he was caught. He was free to organize his own military raids, free to come and go as he pleased. This was seen by many people, particularly writers and poets from James Fenimore Cooper onward, as a peculiarly American sort of freedom. Much was made of the noble and free life of the American savage. It was indeed a version of freedom, especially from onerous social institutions that drew many settlers to the primitive frontier. So why do I talk about Comanche's mail and that notion of freedom that they seem to have? The reason I bring this up is because as an individual, uh, I have been facing things in my life that made me feel that I am not really free, that I am bound up by social structures, uh, what career structures, you know, institutional power, all these things that force me into a corner. I work so hard, but all my money goes back into these institutions into the government, taxes, you know? I mean, I pay pension, I pay health insurance. I mean, all of these things are necessary. And in order to pay for these things, I end up doing things that I am not really interested in doing. I have said before, and I will say again, I am not passionate about the job that I have. I do appreciate my company. It's a good company. I like my coworkers. But I find myself very passionate about this job. Then why am I here? I can just leave. Well, if I leave, then what? Maybe this is an excuse. Maybe this is me trying my best not to be as free as a Comanche. But ask yourself this. How many times in life do you find yourself doing the same thing? be it man or woman, how many times do you find yourself making excuses in order to justify you repeating the things you hate? Well, maybe even hate is a big word. The things you just find uncomfortable doing, right? And I don't mean uncomfortable in the sense of a workout. I mean uncomfortable in the sense of going to that job every day that you know you don't want to be at. What does that do to a man? To wake up every morning and have to go somewhere that you know you don't want to be at. And what's the benefit of going there? Well, I will say my benefit is that I get to feed my family. I get to pay my rent. I get to pay for, I get to pay for health insurance, for pension. Nonetheless, I go out six days a week to do something that I necessarily do not enjoy. I don't even like. Right? And, well, this is not freedom. This is not, this does not sound like freedom. What does freedom sound like to you? Well, for me, I would say that freedom is not necessarily doing the things you do like, but struggling are the things that you're passionate are to the points at which they can bring you some sort of gains. An example of this, as a kid, I was very, very, well, I was, I was a fat kid. <laughs> no beating around the bush. I was a fat kid. And the first person who pushed me to work out 
was in fact my mother. Because I kept complaining and complaining about being fat. And she used to go to the gym. So she insisted one day, let me just, I should join her at the gym. So I went. Well, it started well. I did do some push-ups at home. But eventually I didn't go to the gym with her. And it became a habit. I started going to the gym. And it was painful. I didn't, want, I didn't necessarily want to be there because it was hard work. It was easier to just sit and watch TV. Have my crisps. Eat a snack. Whatever it is. But through struggling, through pushing myself, through discipline, I was able to find freedom to do those other things that in the past I would do and feel regretful, resentful over later on. Right? If you had a new tobacco chips, doesn't matter. You're really fast. One extra bag of chips will kill you. You don't care. Right? But if you're going to the gym every day, in the beginning you start thinking about the things you're putting into your body. Yes, you might have a bag of chips sometimes. But through the discipline you've earned in the gym, you realize that it is not necessary to keep doing that yourself. That's the freedom I'm talking about. Through discipline, you earn freedom. You make those gains, your body changes, and you feel proud of yourself. And this form of discipline, whether it's, it's the gym, whether it's learning a language, whether it's doing some extra math that we know at night, this discipline translates into other aspects of your life. The discipline doesn't end, starts and end at the gym. It's going to walk out of the gym with you. And maybe not that, that month, maybe not even that year. But eventually you find yourself saying, you know what? I think I'm not going to go to, to the gym at 5 p.m. Let me try and wake up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym every day at 5 a.m. instead. So that discipline has moved into other areas of your life. How brilliant, is that? How brilliant is that? And that's where freedom comes in. That's where the freedom comes in. It's all about discipline. So this book, the excerpt I just read, might have suggested that the Comanches were not really disciplined. But let me tell you something about the Comanches. The reason the Comanches were the most powerful Indian tribe in American history is because of the discipline they had in learning how to ride their horses. The discipline they had to learn how to breed horses. No other tribe in American history learned how to breed horses the way the, the Comanches had. That's discipline. That's, that's discipline. And by learning how to breed horses and by teaching their children from the age of four to ride horses, they were able to stop all attacks. They were able to pillage all other tribes. They were able to stop the white man in, into coming to their lands. Well, of course, eventually that, they, they were caught up. But, you know, in, in the beginning, it took a long, long time for the white man to break this barrier of Comanche that was deterring them from going farther and farther into the West. It was all about discipline. Discipline is the beginning of freedom. Well, as Joko Willink says, discipline equals freedom. So I might not like my job. And this is, I speak on this because this is something that is very personal to me. I might not like my job. But it is because of a lack of discipline that I keep staying here. Yes, it is my lack of discipline that keeps me here. 
how many excuses have, have Jason and I had not to record a podcast? Well, not just necessarily Jason. Jason is actually doing something he enjoys. He has a job that he actually wants to do that keeps him busy. But personally, I don't have that. I have other excuses. Right? This is personal for me. How much time can I, can I put into a passion project that could eventually give me the gains to walk away from this job with my head held high? Because if I risk walking out now, what am I walking into? I'm walking into unemployment, that's for sure. You see, because of a lack of discipline, consequences are very high. Consequences are very high when you're undisciplined. The failure to watch your diets leads to the consequences of weight gain. The lack of discipline to watch your weights leads to the consequence of obesity, obesity. Right? And what other consequences that go on from there? Heart attacks, high blood pressure, inflammation, anxiety, depression. All these things come just because you are not disciplined enough to say no to that bag of fries or that bag of chips. Right? Because you couldn't, you know, walk up the stairs instead of taking the elevator. Right? Discipline. Discipline equals freedom. You don't like that job. You can walk away. You can walk away today. Well, not today, but you can make a system. You can put a system in place that will allow you to potentially walk out of that place in a few months, in a few years, but not to stay there forever. And this, again, this is for me personally. I'm speaking to you as well as speaking to Oscar in the mirror. That I know that there are things I can do today that will lead me to be as free as a Comanche in the next five years. Free to roam the land. Free to travel. I honestly, not even free. I don't care much for traveling. I do not care much for traveling. But free to do the things that I know I'm passionate about. To commit time to those things I know I'm passionate about. Right? And maybe if I commit more time right now, right now, to those things that I am passionate about, tomorrow those things might feed me. Freedom. Freedom. If you want freedom tomorrow, you have to make sacrifices today. You have to make sacrifices today. And that's something that I wish I paid attention to as a child. I did not pay attention to these things. That's why I was a fat kid. I did not pay attention to these things. Freedom is all, you know, it's like when you're young, especially when you're a teenager and maybe in your first couple of years of university, you get a very rudimentary notion of what freedom is. And you think, oh, freedom is just doing whatever the hell I want to do. That's not freedom. That's not freedom. Freedom is understanding that there are consequences to each action you take. Freedom is saying that if I do this, if I do A, B is going to happen. Am I okay with B happening? If you are, then yes, go ahead and do it. If you're not, well, don't do it. That's what freedom is. 
being conscious of the consequences of your actions, that is freedom. <laughs> but we don't act as though that's what freedom is. We want our companies to handle our taxes. We want our companies to give us a steady salary every month. We want our company to decide when we start working, when we stop working. We want our companies to give us tasks to do on days off. That's not freedom. That's slavery lights. And how sad. This is not, again, this is me speaking to me as me. Hoping that sometime in the near future, I will listen to this podcast and wonder why I am doing this to myself. And I hope that you out there listening to this podcast will wonder why you do this to yourself too. All you men out there, you want to live free, you want to live true. What sacrifices are you willing to make to live that life? Are you ready to die on your feet? Are you ready? I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's in This version of life that we do lead is very easy. It's freedom. I don't make my schedules. The company makes the schedules. Between Monday and Friday, the company tells me what I'm going to do. And I'm not a drinker anymore. But when I was a drinker, I knew that the weekend meant I'm going out to party with my friends. So even on the time that I did have to myself, I made nothing of it. I would just go go in a nihilistic rage and burn down the hypothetical world. Burn, no, no, let me not no, no hypothetical, the symbolic world. I will get drunk and party and not give a damn about anything because I was so deep, deep, deep in resentment over the things I had to do for Monday Friday. I didn't want to be there, but I knew I had to be there because what other choice did I have? But I don't have to do this forever. I can make a choice today, tomorrow, the day after that, that three years from now, I am going to be free. 